Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Over the last three seasons, Eric Almirola has made the playoffs. But if he continues to run like he did this afternoon in Miami, he just might not make it. Regardless, Eric Almirola, NASCAR pilot, driving the number 10 Smithfield Baconator. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Lucas Oil Studios with Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, a big show for you tonight. Alexis DeJoria will be here in the Freak Nation. Always good to get to Alexa here in the Freak Nation. Alexis. Alexis or Alexa, right? Remember, this is COVID times. We are doing the show from our home. Mm-hmm. So anytime you say Alexa, guess, see? Yep, she just starts She's, talking to us, I right? I know. You have so, to say Alexis. Why don't we just say DeJoria? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You got to say, you mean Alexa? No. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Alexa I'm speaking up. When she joins us next hour, I'm curious if she has the 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 Amazon thingamajig in her yeah, don't say it. In, in her home. Regardless, she's a badass funny car pilot, and she'll be joining us in the second hour. Takuma Sato, two-time Indy 500 winner, former Formula One driver. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Some big news from him over the last week or so. He finally got his face again on the Borg Warner Trophy Crasher. Yeah, and also coming off of the test in Barber at Barber Motorsports Park, which was a little bit eventful for some former Formula One drivers getting together again. So yeah, man, a big show for you tonight, and we're gonna give Stat Man. We're gonna give you the floor. We're gonna give you about seventeen minutes uh, this hour as we cap off another black history month we figure why not why don't we cap off 20 years stat man with you and the freak nation in 17 minutes can you do that <laughs> what are we gonna do with the other 16 <laughs> oh stop oh i'll just play the extended version of some some curtis mayfield how about that we're gonna have we're gonna have 17 minutes of cut it loose <laughs> <laughs> cut it loose. What are you talking about? Cut it loose with the cannon filter for 17 minutes? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That that's was, funny. though, before we actually get to his 17 minutes at the end of the hour, that was one of my favorite Statman moments in the Freak Nation over our 20 years. I was doing Lucas Oil commercials at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And out of nowhere, Statman just decides, I'm going to wash my hands in Lucas Oil. <laughs> and it just, I mean, that was just one of the greatest. That's all the commercial was, was he just was washing his hands, getting them all lubed up. And he just kind of looks up at the camera, Lucas Oil. It works. That's it. <laughs> That's I awesome. kind of remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty wild. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, be a part of this big old thing. You can follow us on Twitter. We're there for you on Facebook and, of course, on Instagram. Again, a big two hours for you here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Uh, frankly, an uneventful NASCAR race at Miami. I don't think we expected anything eventful coming out of that track. It may not happen 
next week in Las Vegas. I think after what happened to Daytona and then the Daytona road course, a little bit spoiled, but yeah, uh, it was a little bit of nap time for yours truly. And maybe stat, well, crash or two. And actually a seven-year-old who stayed awake through, through the entire damn race. Yeah. She stayed awake. Whereas we napped. Mm, yeah. That was pretty interesting. Stat man, how was your nap time during the, during the cup race? It was actually wonderful. I was waxing the car in the garage and uh, things worked out well. You know, I got a lot done. <laughs> I did find out during that that my uh, neighbor doesn't believe in shots. And uh I you know, I backed up another few feet, but uh yeah. We had a we had a, a conversation until that came up and I said, Well, I'll see you later. Yeah, nice <laughs> knowing you. But the good news is you've been vaccinated, so even if your neighbor doesn't believe in it. You feel a little safer. I got both of mine. Bit, right? I got both of mine. I'm I'm happy as a clam. Yeah. Good for you. Look at that, man. No, I'm jealous. I mean, that's that's how uneventful the cup race was today. <laughs> is we're already talking about Statman's two shots <laughs> backing up from a damn neighbor that is not going to get a shot. It's an anti-shotter. This wow. Is, this is the best Whoa. start to a show ever in history. <laughs> Yeah, those affiliates that we're hoping to bring on for 2021, if we send them this air check, it's going to be, oh, what? <laughs> is, is this a, is a pay-to-play, a barter program? What the hell's going on? Are you kidding? The people will stand in line for this. This is what they're looking for. Exactly. That's true. All right, Freak Nation, we're going to bring, speaking of affiliates, we're going to bring in another round of affiliates coming up in moments, getting some Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes and NASCAR Cup pilot Eric Almirola coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you for making these 20-plus years special for us. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent coming up in about eight minutes. Eric Almirola, not a great finish for him. This afternoon in Miami, regardless, NASCAR Cup pilot Eric Almirola joining us here in the Freak Nation. General Tires brings you this segment. You got an SUV, big old 4x4, an F350 pulling a fifth wheel. Make sure you're rolling on General Tires. Do what the freaks do and roll with a red letter GT on that big fat F50 or Ram. It's General Tire, GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, NASCAR's ad campaign at the beginning of the year was, and still is, best season ever. And yes, Homestead might have been a bit of a snoozer, but I'd say that that slogan has still lived up to its standard. And then some. Yet another different winner in both the Xfinity and Cup Series on the season. First in Xfinity, where Noah Gregson was going to make it work this time in Miami, right? Third time's a charm, right? Nope. Not when David Starr's tire blows up right in front of you, giving, well, not giving a damn, about your eight-second lead. But then it was seriously on, and two overtimes later, it was Myatt Snyder in victory lane. His first win in the series in 36 starts. He held off a charging Tyler Reddick, which became a familiar scene at Miami that played out again on Sunday as Reddick was on a mission in the final 30 laps of today's cup race. But no one, no one, no one had the dominance that William Byron had in the third and final stage, and he went on to a convincing win, his second in the Cup Series. Oh, 
And NASCAR was clearly listening to us last week as we talked a bit about Bristol needing practice and qualifying on the dirt in this COVID era. So, yes, it's now official. That's going down. Friday in B-Town will be feature practice sessions, and Saturday will show off a series of heat races to determine the starting order of both the truck and the Cup Series. Yep, bye-bye tickets for that one for sure. Formula E debuted their season this weekend in doubleheader fashion. Nick DeVries taking the opening round, and Sam Bird survived a crash-filled round two for the win. Alex Lynn was released from the hospital with no significant injuries found after his wild crash that ended up, well, that ended the second round short of the allotted time. IndyCar tested at Barber Motorsports Park this week, and it was great to officially see former F1 driver Romain Grosjean alongside former NASCAR champ Jimmy Johnson. Yes, we are talking the IndyCar paddock. Supercross had a not-so-common mid-season break. They now are getting set for round nine at Daytona this coming weekend. Sports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 shakalaka. Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. <laughs> your soap is. Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. 
titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. And of course, on Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Been doing this for 20 years, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. From the Lucas Oil Studios, Eric Almirola joining us here in the Freak Nation. He's been a part of, damn near part of those 20 years. Of course, running for Stuart Haas Racing. And Eric, uh, before we get into the racing questions, you've got kids of your own. How has this pandemic been for you as a parent? And as a race car driver, has it been difficult with you and your wife trying to get your kids schooled? Oh, man, it's been incredibly difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a challenge like it has been for everybody else uh, across the country. Um, you know, just trying to, to do the virtual thing when it when when COVID first hit and then, you know, transitioning through the summer and, you know, all summer camps and summer sports activities and, and all that stuff just being non-existent. That was really, really hard uh, for our family and for the kids, um, just like it has been for everybody else. And um, yeah, school, school has been tough with, you know, the virtual and the hybrid and, and, <laughs> and all of those things. Um, you know, it, it has been challenging to say the least. My wife, my wife and I, um, you know, have, have been just doing everything we can to, to manage, uh, and, and keep our head above water. But, um, you know, it is part of it. Like that's, you know, we can't change it. We can't fix it. Um, so we, we just continue to roll with the punches and, and make the best of it. But Eric, didn't Abby explode something in your house last summer? <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling. I'm sure she has. Uh, that, yeah, the arts and crafts, um, have, uh, have taken over the house and just, you know, oh man, the, the amount of just stuff that we have been doing, you know, together as a family has been wonderful. Uh, but at the same time, it presents so many challenges, um, you know, all the togetherness all the time, uh, while yes, great. Sometimes, uh, you know, brother and sister, you know, only a year apart, they can get on each other's nerves pretty quickly. And when they get to nitpicking and, and, and squawking at each other, uh, mom and dad usually have to step in and, and, uh, be, be the governor. So, um, you know, that, that's been, that's been, I think for us and our family, one of the, the most challenging parts is that, um, just all the amounts of time that has been spent together, um, and, and not getting that break, like the kids are used to, you know, when, when they're in school, they're a great apart. So they have their own separate friends and they have their own separate identity, um, you know, outside of the house. But, um, you know, through the pandemic, it's been, it's been a lot of togetherness. 
I will admit, though, and a lot of parents aren't talking about this, probably because they're embarrassed. And I'm not embarrassed because, well, I'm just finding out new things about myself in this pandemic. President's Day was recently, and I'm learning more now with our first grader doing her school from home. I'm learning more now about our presidents than I ever even remembered from when I was a kid. So, hey, it's like I could take a U.S. citizenship test again and and probably pass with flying colors. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm learning. I'm learning more about uh, English and, and vowels and, you know, a, a second grader and first grader. We're, we're still continuing to learn to read and write and do all those things. So, yeah, I'm learning about vowel teams and, you know, the, the magic E at the end of yes. a word and yes. all those things. <laughs> yes. NASCAR Cup pilot Eric Almirola joining us here in the Freak Nation. But doesn't it make it easier for you, though, in, in one, one regard where – we can travel with our daughter being online. We can travel. She could do her schoolwork in the mountains, at the beach, at a casino, yeah. at home. I mean, she could do it anywhere. Yeah, not so much for our kids, man. Our <laughs> kids are very easily distracted, so they've got to be. They've kind of got to be in in their in their space mm-hmm. and you know with their surroundings and and have it as quiet as possible. Um, you know, I. I don't know. Every, every, every kid, every parent, every situation is different. Um, you know, so I commend, I commend everybody, you know, navigating this pandemic with their children. But, um, for us, you know, our, our kids need structure. They got to get up in the morning. They got to, you know, get dressed, get their teeth brushed and ready to start their day. Um, and, and do it, you know, with, with some, with some structure. If, if we end up, traveling and and all over the place it is really hard for them to maintain their focus and and their level of concentration so eric amarola joining us here in the freak nation who was more excited to get the structure of the racing season back going you your wife or your kids um i think everybody to be honest i think my wife was happy to get me out of the house um (laughs) and micro to get me to quit micromanaging uh the house and you know, I was excited to get back in my race car and go back to the racetrack. I, I love my job. I'm so blessed and so fortunate to do what I do. Um, so that, that has been nice. And, and I, I miss, I miss the team. I miss being around my guys and the guys on the team and all that. So I was happy to go back to the racetrack and my kids too, my kids, you know, I was racing in, in NASCAR and the cup series before my kids were even born. So that's normal for them. So it honestly provides a little sense of normalcy for my kids when, when dad's going back to the racetrack and going racing and, and they can, you know, sit at home and watch it on TV and, and, and cheer and experience that. So yeah, I think everybody involved was, was happy that the racing season's back going. Running for Stuart Haas racing, Eric Almirola joining us here in the freak nation. And I've been out of Texas for well over 20, 25 years, but when I go home, it still feels a little bit homey, meaning when I go to Dallas. But if I go to Houston, it's just Houston. What about you, someone that hasn't lived in Tampa or Florida for so many years, and you go back to Florida like this weekend's Homestead race? Does Florida still feel like home to you, or is North Carolina home to you? You know, I'll be honest. I just had this conversation with my wife the other night because I spent uh, I spent some time in in Tampa between uh, the Daytona races and. Florida still feels like home for me. You know, it really does. And especially at this time of year, you know, North Carolina right now is 35 degrees and 
gray skies and raining about every day it feels like um and and so when i'm in florida and it's 75 and you got that warm ocean air it's just nice and that's what i remember from being a kid like being outside all the time like always playing outdoors And, and florida florida provides that that opportunity and so um you know i i miss it i miss the seafood i miss the beach I miss the 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 Hispanic communities and, and the culture. Um, I really do. I, I miss I miss all of it. I miss the warm sunshine. Um, Florida still feels like home to me. Eric, couldn't you rework your contract to live where you want to? And I know a lot of NASCAR drivers live in Charlotte, and IndyCar drivers live in Indianapolis. Couldn't you get some dispensation from your team to live where you wanted? <laughs> I probably could, um, you know, but it, it is, it is very nice. I'm a people person. I love being around, uh, the team, my guys on the team, uh, true, uh, you true. know, our, our, our sponsors, our marketing partners, everybody involved. I really enjoy just being here and being around them. Um, and it makes it easier when you go and you got questions about things at the race shop or whatever, and you can go in person and, and have a face-to-face conversation. So, um, I enjoy being here, uh, for that aspect. Um, but yeah, Tampa, you know, in Florida in general, I, I just, I really miss Florida. It's a, it's a beautiful state. The city of Tampa is a beautiful city and, um, you know, all of my family's still back there. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's an enjoyable place to be. Eric, you've been in the playoffs the last couple of years and you have a dual win, uh, at Daytona at the beginning of this year, I bet that makes you feel good to enter the first quarter of the season, knowing that you've got some success already. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it certainly feels good to go to victory lane anytime. So to win the duel, uh, felt nice, felt good to, to go there and, and get that. Um, and we, you know, we've run really well, uh, to, to start the season having got the finishes. And so it, it keeps the morale up on the team more than anything, you know, just knowing that we started the year off with a win and that, you know, we're capable, we're a great race team. And it it honestly just keeps us from, um, you know, just getting too down on, on just the last two weeks of not having the finishes that we want. So, you know, we still go into the the first part of this season with a lot of momentum, uh, considering we started the season off with a win and the Daytona duels. Eric Almarola, we consider you a veteran. You've been on several teams. You've been around the series more than a decade. Do you consider yourself a traditionalist where you just want to see ovals, or do you like what's happening with NASCAR and they're going to different tracks, more road races, dirt? Which one do you like? I consider myself still kind of a young guy. I know I'm 36, but I feel young. So <laughs> they say you're only as old as you feel. And I feel, I feel young and, and I still feel kind of hip and modern. And, and so I enjoy, I enjoy change, like, you know, new, new venues, new tracks, new experiences. That's exciting. It's really exciting. And, and when, when any one thing stays the same for too long, it, it, it can get, it can get stale and it can get stagnant and you've got to find ways to, to make it exciting. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the changes on the schedule, the Bristol dirt race, the new road races, going back to Nashville. Um, all those things are exciting for our sport and I'm looking forward to it. Eric Almirola, Freak Nation. 
been doing it for a, a few years. He's only 36 years old, but he acts like he's 18. Eric, is that <laughs> there right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on as much as you have. Um, make sure you cheer for that Smithfield Ford Mustang this weekend in Homestead, Miami Speedway. And be sure to tell everybody that if I win, if they're signed up at tastevictory.com, they could win $10,000 from Smithfield. Somebody already has. When we won the Daytona Duels, mm. uh, we paid out 10, or not we, Smithfield paid out $10,000 nice. to uh, a lucky winner that was signed up on tastevictory.com. Whoa. Cool. Eric, thanks for doing this, <laughs> right, buddy. Go win. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. And coming up in a moment, your Statman Scat and parody in NASCAR. Is that is that what we really wanted? Well, that's one of your headlines. We'll talk about that next. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Oh, no. When I sat down to write this, I had no idea I'd end up talking about Ralph Geely, the global head of design for Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. He's a Haitian-American who grew up in Montreal. He's a black man who led the team that came up with the industry-changing Chrysler 300 in 2005. It was the North American Car of the Year. His story has all the earmarks of a Hollywood tale, including an encouraging letter from Lee Iacocca when Ralph was a child. There's a failure in college, then a reboot in one of the college is recommended in that Iacocca letter. Employment at Chrysler followed, then a history-making ride that's still underway. When I looked at Jilly's Twitter feed this afternoon, he was promoting a black woman, LaCheryl Turner, Chrysler's Director of Color and Material Mastering. Curiously, we wouldn't need a Black History Month if we just allow black people to be people on a level playing field. What are you afraid of? Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Thank you to our friends at Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment. Go to lucasoil.com to learn more about one of the OGs at Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment. Formulated for both gasoline and diesel engines, carbureted or fuel injected. It's a perfect tune-up in a bottle, man. Increases power, miles per gallon by burning exhaust or excess exhaust. Increases the life of pumps and injectors. It's legit, man. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment. Check it out at lucasoil.com. I know Tyler Reddick was a little ticked right. at his second place finish today, but I was just happy to see that Lucas Oil logo right over his right. shoulder. It was so prominent. I'm like, yeah, represent. Hey, before I get into the conversation about parody in NASCAR, uh, I we got to mention something, Statman, and not just – for your love of rally, but a dude who meant a whole hell of a oh, lot to yes, rally yes, is yes. Hannu Mikola, who passed away at 78 from cancer. I didn't know a whole lot about the guy other than, I mean, as a kid, you knew his nickname, the Flying Finn. What did he mean to rally, Statman? He had such incredible car control. 
was a nice guy. I met him, had conversations with him. The thing I remember most about him, though, was at the RAC rally many years ago, he was coming into a, a, an acute right. Everybody else would pull the handbrake and whip the car around clockwise and take off down the road. He came around too fast. Try You can see the front wheels try to make the turn. Immediately, he whipped the car around counterclockwise and took off down the road. And everybody gasped. And he was like three gears down the road when everybody screamed. It was the most incredible. It was faster than everybody else had done it. Most incredible car control I have ever seen before or since. It was stunning to watch uh, his brilliance. Uh, it was incredible. Didn't he get his start in a, I mean, his bigger start in a Volvo, the move to Audi? No, he was right. He recall? No, he he may have started in Volvo, but he was uh, in. He raced for Ford for a while. Uh, in fact, this thing I just described was in an Escort. Uh, so yeah, he was he was well known for what he did with Ford before he went to Audi. Seventy eight years old, lost his life to cancer. Nation. Uh, Henry Mikola, uh, again, said was, whoops, was 78 years old. Sorry, anytime we play Earth, Wind, and Fire. Is AKA fantastic. the Flying Fin. Flying Fin. We talked about this at the top of the show where, again, you don't expect much. If the only time we really get excitement out of Homestead, for the most part, it's when it's the final race for the NASCAR Cup Championship. But today it lived up to a typical mile and a half. Uh, oval and not a whole lot of you know, headlines coming well, out of not that. a typical mile and a half oval the banking is different at homestead Correct. the asphalt right. just yes. rips the tires to shreds at homestead versus the cookie cutter mile and a halfs but yeah homestead just doesn't typically and i say typically doesn't typically deliver a very exciting race you go through you're trying to find stories insights some nuggets to blow out a two-hour race with some fantastic subjects or, or subject matter, I should say. But when the headline on the majority of the sites that I go to to get some of the, the insight, it, it always circles back to uh, parody reshaping the NASCAR Cup Series. I don't know when Stat, yours truly, Crasher, started saying this, but it was, gosh, maybe early 2000s where we already said we were tired of the usuals winning the races. But Crasher, as you mentioned, your pit news and notes, the Xfinity series and the cup series, we have first time winners and no repeat winners. No repeat winner. Granted, we are still very young and into the season, but it has been interesting on both the Xfinity and cup side of things that it's just winners that you didn't expect to happen. It's mm -hmm. it's not like you've got no repeat winners, but you do have a Kevin Harvick, a Kyle Busch, and a Martin Truex Jr. No, we've got Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, and William Byron. Three names. If we would have been in Vegas a month ago betting on who's going to win the first three races of NASCAR, I don't think any of us would have said those three names at all mm -hmm. for any of the three races. When you have a guy like Michael McDowell, who wins the Daytona 500, 
had a decent uh, road course race, and then he's running the top five, yeah. top ten, and right. in, in Homestead stat man. Why? Again, we're three races into this damn thing. Why? Why are we seeing this quote unquote parody now? There are a lot of satellite teams, and those satellite teams are getting help. They're getting technology. They're getting uh, engineering that's going across the garage to somebody else. Uh, we've got to remember that uh, Martin Truex won a championship with a one-car team that was based in, where was it, Colorado, uh, so, Colorado, yeah. so for, uh, um, McConnell, for him to do well, it shouldn't be a surprise. He's a good driver. He's been around a long while, but when you stumble around the room long enough and you turn the light on, you can see what's going on. And maybe that's what's happened with him. <laughs> that's a bad way to say that, but. <laughs> I hope somebody got the message. <laughs> well, at least for his engineering group. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Michael can only do so much behind the wheel. It depends on how his engineers and mechanics set things up. So, yeah, I think that's a great analogy. And, and at I... the same time, you go out and win the Daytona 500. You, you're in the playoffs, man. Yeah. You drive differently, stat man. Yeah, not only that, but uh, you got confidence. And so much of racing is confidence. And just to be able to yeah, believe yeah. you could do it. So McDowell, I think I called him McConnell. I've been watching CNN too much. But uh, McDowell, uh, he's, again, he's been around for too long not to figure this out at some point. And uh, we can finally talk about him as, a, you know, a, 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 a competitive driver instead of the terrible accident he had at Texas years ago. Yeah. All right, Freak Nation, coming up next hour, Alexis DeJoria will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. As always, fantastic when she can roll us in here. And uh, Takuma Sato, two-time Indy 500 winner. And coming up next, as we salute back Black History Month, Statman and his Black History, 20 years of Speed Freaks, next. <laughs> Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym 
stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner. They're my fave. Dad, you're the goat. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent But you're not a dish You're a man Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men For men who build things Open pickle jars on the first try Slay dragons And let their daughters braid their hair Men who like to feel good and smell Titillating Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go Naked what up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Got to thank our friends General Tire for making this thing possible. Go to GeneralTire.com, a great website to find the tire for your ride. Trucks, SUVs, even sports cars, they got them. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Or check out Discount Tire, Tire Pro, Big O Tire. They got them. You go get them. Or TireRack.com. Bam. General Tire. I will say this. I didn't appreciate... Earth, Wind, and Fire as much as I do now until I met Statman. Not great damn band. You know? Never I to this day, Statman, I'll admit it. I, I had no idea what the lyrics were to September. I couldn't get past the groove or the music or the horns. I just I never got never got the lyrics. I just I'm a music guy first. I'm not a lyric guy. I just it's the groove that gets me. Now, I couldn't tell you this is called Let's Groove, but damn it. That man, the, the groove's got me, man. You you gave me ZZ Top and I gave you Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, you know, we're that that's an even switch right there. All right. I like that. So it is February 28th. In some places on this planet, it's already March 1st. But I thought it'd be apropos that we wrap up Black History Month with our uh, – Black co-host, who's man, old as history, uh, been covering motorsports. Uh, <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> who set the history in blacks and motorsports? Uh, Statman, of course, is part of the OG when it comes to speed freaks. As coming up in June of this year, we'll be celebrating twenty years 
21. Uh, 21 years. Thank you. We'll be uh, old enough to uh, drink. But the stat man and I go back 1996 when I, I came in and started this little entertainment music segment with UPN News 13 KCOP in Los Angeles. And there was this guy. I still see you sitting at that desk, stat man, with your headphones on, typing away. No idea who this guy was. And all of a sudden, the dialogue started and, I, and our love for music and later came motorsports then again four years after that we start speed freaks and when we started speed freaks in june of 2000 i really didn't know what we were in for or what we were after other than trying to create conversations topics uh, and a little bit of controversy with a girl who's beautiful knows her crap about motorsports and could go toe-to-toe with any man out there at the time we had a lunatic comedian that <laughs> would say anything. Even if I told him not to say it, he would say it. Uh, you had me with two earrings and 14 different hairstyles in the last 20 years and facial hair. Mm, thank you. And then you had a black man stat man who was part of this makeup of speed freaks. And I didn't, it, it, it wasn't about color with stat man other, other than that, that was stat man's color, but and that he had an enormous history in motorsports himself behind the wheel. That that was the whole idea. Is the the history that Statman, regardless of his color, and sorry I'm saying this, Statman, as if you're not here, but he's, it, it just the history of motorsports and his conversation that he could have about motorsports. Just it, it filled one of those four pillars that we wanted to do. So it being February 28th. 2021. We're wrapping up Black History Month. I wanted to get into some conversation with you, Stad, about prior to Speed Freaks. And is there a is there a a time capsule that you could give the Freak Nation to, to kick this thing off on how you got involved in a sport that, frankly, uh, hasn't been that welcoming to uh, minorities uh, in general? It's actually two sides of the same coin. Um, one goes back to, I think it was October 69. Car and Driver magazine did a piece on uh, black drivers. And the uh, Formula 5000 team that I was working on was included in the story. And so that was a positive that, you know, I got a picture in a magazine and that was cool. Um but the negative side of the story was, I don't know, maybe 10 years later when, uh, and this is always top of mind. We've talked about this before while we were traveling somewhere in a car. Uh, but I was trying to put together a television package, five years, $10 million, when $10 million was $10 million instead of a pitch in baseball now. Uh, but it was the Can-Am Series 2.0, working with a company in Beverly Hills. Uh, we had a deal set up to do everything to render this pig, including uh, Christmas videos that we would sell of all the races. I had a breakfast meeting with Bill Rasmussen, who started ESPN, and uh, he said, we shook hands and uh, said, this is what this is what uh, I want on the network. 
And, uh, you know, only it came down to William Don't Call Me Jeans, who was the uh, the the guy who was in control of the sponsorships and, and everything for the First National City Bank, the major sponsor in the series. And uh, he said no, even if we had the network and uh, all the sponsors were on board. He said no. And uh, later at the Motor Trend office during the Christmas holiday party, I, you know, I said, hey, you got to come in the office and tell me why you didn't do this. He looks me in the eye and says, I didn't think you could do it and looked at me like, you know, why are you asking me this? Uh, you know, and I just got up and left. But it, I didn't think you could do it. It was done. I had a company's building trucks for the sole purpose of uh, shooting these races, uh, one in the, in Chicago and another one in Southern California. And he said, I didn't think you could do it. So, yeah, I mean, it goes on. Uh, you know, I got plenty of stories uh, about mm-hmm. that. But, uh, yeah, I, so that's that's two sides of the same coin, being in a magazine and 10 years later getting smacked in the face. Did you find we're talking about the history of Statman jumping into motorsports many, many years ago. And now in 2021, as we're wrapping up Black History Month on the 28th of February, 2021, we're talking about a number of stories that Statman's been involved with. Did you find that that was an did you turn that into an inspiration to dig your heels, your hands deeper into becoming or uh, uh, covering motorsports because of someone that was so uh, shallow in their thoughts? You no, know, it's it's very easy to say no. Uh, I had it's, this wasn't motorsports; it was a high school sports thing that my business partner and I uh, had put together a deal uh, to go to Prime Ticket in Southern California to do California uh, California uh, high school sports. Even had the sponsorship with AMPM Mini Mart and uh, Bob Seeger in the uh, Olympic. Uh, pole vaulter, gold medalist. We walked him into the room, set him down across from the guy who could say yes or no. Everything went fine. They went on the air a month later with everybody but uh, Richard and I. Uh, it was, you know, it, once again, that that was the that was the deal. I had a news director once, and this has got some motorsports in it. Uh, the day Peter Revson was killed, uh, we did a rehearsal. I had done several auditions, did a rehearsal to be a sportscaster on the network station in Los Angeles. After the thing was over, people are shaking my hands. Well done. Way to go. You're wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. News director comes into my office. I was producing the sports. He comes into my office, walks up right to me and says, everything tells me, uh, that I should hire you but I just can't do it. And he turned around and walked out of the office. And that was, you know, that, that it was a touched on motorsports because we talked about in the talk back with the anchors, we talked about Peter Revson and what happens in, in uh, car racing and so forth. But yeah, he just couldn't do it. So you hear responses like, I didn't think you could do it. I just can't do it with you. And then you're removed from a team that uh, the team that goes on without you and Richard. 
How does this not make you just want to quit humanity? No, well, you can't. I mean, the the, the one guarantee of a no is to uh, stop. So you have to keep going. Uh, and it was funny. I, I, there are people that have helped. There's one guy in particular that I have to say. I was thinking when I was thinking about this this afternoon, uh, there's a guy named Dee Colgate who was media and PR guy. He, for some reason, he took me under his wing and he set up interviews for me when nobody else would. And uh, a, a guy more recently, Dean Case, uh, you guys remember him. He used to be with Mazda and uh, he's yeah, working with Mazda. Formula SAE now and some other places. I think a company named Motivo, I think is it. But uh, I remember sitting down in the media center at Riverside and uh, Deke had set up an interview with me and Jackie Stewart, Formula One champion. And uh, the people in the media center were you know, walking around like, what's he doing? And uh, yeah, we had a great conversation. It was on the uh, it was on the uh, news uh, a night or so later. And, uh, you know, Deke didn't care. He Deke hired me once. I was caught up in a, a um, strike, 26-week strike, and uh, he, he hired me, took me places in off-road racing where uh, that's what his, his major client was, and uh, took me places where you get the question, you're not from around here, are you? And But, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's the one sure way to uh, – you know, to hear a no or to, is to stop. And uh, you just keep going. You just keep going. Then you meet a guy named oh, Kenny we're Sargent. We're talking with Stat who, Man. Uh, wait, well, wait a minute. You got to meet a guy named Kenny Sargent who's crazy enough <laughs> to say, <laughs> yeah, come on, let's do this. And uh, we that, that night when we did – Remember when they, they told us we had to have more energy in the show? And we were screaming at each other. I'll never forget that as long as I live. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we were the intensity was so much. I was looking at the, the comedian's face once and forgot everything. My mind just spilled out on the table. I had no idea what we were talking about. We were just screaming. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's more energy. Yeah, more energy. Yeah. So that's but the only way the only way the only way you can hear a no is when you stop. True. That's that should be It's a good lesson. We should be wearing shirts every damn day with that logo on the back. <laughs> Because that's a, a, the speed freaks, that's again, that those are the no's that we that we heard. But getting back to yeah, but okay, okay, because but, we are this. This is as rough as it might be for some people to hear. We are talking about Black History mm -hmm. Month, and we're asking Statman for his stories as a black man in motorsports, and much of the the reason for the nose in Stat's position because he was told flat out, "You did an excellent job," or "This is an awesome proposal," a proposal that was complete, ten million dollars, and then still told no, is because he was black. And because apparently a white man could do something better. That's BS. And that sucks that he's had to live his life that way. Yeah, well, Stat, we've been doing this for 20 plus years. Did, let we me got, ask you a question. Uh, Did you think uh, we would I'm, get 20 years out of this deal when you and I first talked about this in your office at uh, KCLP? 
I don't think I was that smart. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and that's not a, that's not a joke. It, it's not, it's, I just, Bill, Bill, stat, I just don't know. I, I can't answer that. Uh, as, as we get involved in things in, in life, you want to extend things that you enjoy as long as you can, but no, I, I'd say, frankly, I didn't think we'd be going 20 plus years again. I, that's why I can't say it enough with the general tires of the Forrest Lucases of the world and the affiliates that have allowed us to do this thing, Stat. Yeah, we've got some, we've got people who have uh, stood behind us and uh, pushed us out there and pulled us along. I mean, it was incredible when all else, I mean, I'd, I've been in places, I had a, uh, an innkeeper, and if we have time here, we got an innkeeper in Ireland. I was at the RAC rally in England, and uh, the, we called on the phone. We got room, pulled up. It was like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and uh, an Irishman drops, jumps out of one side, and an American black man jumps out of the other side of this SUV. Guy slams the door in our face, forces us to pay 200% on the room and didn't even have a bathroom in the room. And we were going to sleep there for about five hours until the rally came back, uh, you know, towards where we were. And uh, yeah, so it's not just here in the United States. It's kind of everywhere. Like wow. I said, trying to encapsulate <laughs> Statman's life <laughs> in 17 minutes. It's not possible. <laughs> But uh, just to, I wanted to acknowledge the not just Black History Month, but the the history of Statman uh, in the friendships, uh, the heartache, the toe to toes that we've had over the last twenty plus years, uh, been incredible. That again, twenty years later, Statman here here we are, COVID nineteen and all, bro. Shit, <laughs> and, and one station, one mic. That's it. One station, yeah. one mic, one hour. It, twenty years later. Man, Jeremy McGrath, Jerry Tolliver, and Adam Saruatari were our first guests. The Bok Choy <laughs> Farmer in Central <laughs> California. <laughs> Poltiac. <laughs> wow. Uh, Second Hour of the Freaks coming up. Sports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Coming up this hour, Takuma Sato. 
will be here in the Preak Nation. Two-time Indy 500 winner. Former Formula One driver. Has his mug on the Borg Warner Trophy for the second time. And that was the big news for him this past week. We'll talk to him about that and much, much more. About an IndyCar series crasher in Statman that is getting more and more Formula One influence. Kind of like the old days, and I don't mean too old, the 90s. Really? Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, gosh, Nigel Mansell, there was Emerson Fittipaldi. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, yeah. Mario Andretti had F1 influence. Well, in wait a minute. Nig- Nigel Mansell came to IndyCar, Cart at the time, came to Cart as the defending Formula One champion. And came to uh, right, came right. to cart and ran. If you want to know how strong it was, I think there's a YouTube video from Milwaukee that's uh, talked. the The names of the drivers are some of the best drivers ever in history, and they're one after the other: Mansell and Fittipaldi and Tracy and. Just one after the other, and Dreddy are in that in that race. You remember? You have you heard? You've seen that video, haven't you, Crash? Hall. Yeah, just one right yeah, after the other. Yeah, that video is stunning because it is. It's yeah, it's it's either ninety three or ninety four, and it's Milwaukee with about fifty to sixty thousand people, absolutely jam packed, no room to even move your elbows in the infield. And yeah, that was IndyCar in its heyday. I mean, it was just stunning. And like you said, the names were just phenomenal. It Why just the, constant list. Then cl- for those people, including myself, what was the attraction for a Formula One champion to come run in the U.S.? People. Money was a part of it, even though they had plenty of money salary-wise in Formula One. But the opening yourself up to American companies was a big part of it. And then it was a challenge. It was a new challenge that drivers back then actually kind of liked. And, and the Indy 500 was always a part of that. And even now they say that they love racing in America because the intensity is not as great. It is here, but it's not as great as yeah. it is in Formula One. In Formula One, you you could take a fourth place car and finish fifth with it. And you'll hear about it for the next two months uh in indycar you take a fourth place car and you finish with it don't wipe it around a pole uh, they'll love you forever and go a party and then drink beer after it's over uh there's there's <laughs> just a different intensity in american racing than it is in europe yeah and and grosjean's comments after the test this week were pretty interesting to me as well as he talked about how friendly the IndyCar paddock was and how he's just not used to that in Formula One. You just don't sit there and talk to your mechanics in Formula One. You don't just sit there and talk to your competing drivers. You don't laugh like you do in the IndyCar paddock. So yeah, there's there's an allure to that as well. And there's something to be said about that, European sports versus American sports. I hear the same thing, and it's you can read it, see it, talk about it when it comes to soccer. I mean, Major League Soccer will never, ever be as competitive as the history of European soccer and, and South American soccer. It's, again, it's it's do or die with Manchester United or Arsenal or uh, Bayern Munich 
and it's do or die with some F1 yeah. teams. Absolutely. I mean, being able to shoot the bull with your team, with a, your crew chief without worrying about repercussions and say what you will about our press situation over here, the press situation, at least I know from, uh, from a soccer standpoint and formula one, frankly, that's, Ooh, man, uh, I've seen a firsthand where it can get pretty brutal. The, Are you I, talking about Ralph Schumacher? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they have it in their Formula huh. One contracts that they spell only so many days a year to, that the drivers have to talk to yeah. the media. And uh, they don't have to do any more yeah, than it's that. It's insane. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> All right, Freak Nation, Takuma Sato, two-time Indy 500 champion, making some noise this past week. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation in a moment. Crash Gladys pit news and notes after we bring in another round of affiliates here. Lucas Oil Studios and Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. How you doing, Speed Freaks, on a Sunday night? Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation in the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Stat Man, Kenny Sargent. Speaking of, your Stat Man Scat coming up in about 20-plus minutes. Takuma Sato in moments. But Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Check out a, a fine set of General Tires at Discount Tire, Tire Pro, Big O Tires, TireRack.com. Or go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your righteous ride. Trucks, SUVs, even sports cars. They got them. The official tire of the Freak Nation is General Tire. Crasher? Best season ever, said NASCAR as we watched it on Super Bowl commercials. And I'd say so far, so good. It's lived up to that standard. Yet another different winner in both the Xfinity and Cup Series on this season. And that happened in Miami. Homestead. First in Xfinity, where Noah Gregson was going to make it work this time in Miami. Right? Third time's a charm. Nope. Not when David Starr blows a tire right in front of you. Not giving a damn about you having an eight-second lead. <sighs> yeah, Noah Gregson jinxed at Homestead. But then it was big time on. Two overtimes later, it was Myatt Snyder in victory lane. What? His first win in the series in 36 starts. And he held off a charging Tyler Reddick, which is exactly what we saw again today on Sunday's Cup race, as Reddick was on a mission in those final 30 laps. But no one had the dominance that William Byron had in the third and final stage, and he went on to a convincing win, his second in the Cup Series, first on the season. And NASCAR was clearly listening to us last week because, you know, we talked about Bristol needing practice and qualifying on the dirt in this COVID era, and then, boom, it was announced. The Friday of B-Town weekend will feature practice sessions, and Saturday will show off a series of heat races to determine the starting order of both the truck and cup races. Formula E debuted their season this weekend in doubleheader fashion. Nick DeVries taking the opening round and Sam Bird surviving a crash-filled round two for the win. Now, Alex Lynn was released from the hospital with no significant injuries found after his wild crash that ended the second round short of its allotted time. IndyCar tested at Barber Motorsports Park this week. It was great to officially see former F1 driver Romain Grosjean alongside former NASCAR champ Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, we're talking an IndyCar paddock. Takuma Sato will talk to us about that test coming up next. Supercross, they were off this weekend, but they're getting set for Daytona this coming round nine. Takuma Sato coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. 
Sports. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks and Weedle Vehicles. They could be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle could break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your Mav TV. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Sunday night, 20 years with Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're there for you, man. You can't escape the Freak Nation. No, you can't. Kumasato joining us here in the Freak Nation, Indy 500 winner. Uh, there is no IndyCar season going on. We got some testing in earlier uh, this week, but the big news is, is uh, we can now see Takuma Sato's 
face on the side of a big, fat-looking trophy. For the second time. Uh, does, did they change the look of your face on this on the Borg Warner with, uh, with, with this unveiling? Oh, hi, Dave. Hey. <laughs> um, I think uh, the face has been changed a bit. I think uh, in nice way. Um, it looked like more me. I think. Oh. I think you, William. Yeah, he did always outstanding job. But probably he didn't made it in the first time in 2017. It was probably for his first time too for doing an Asian guy. And then now he has got more idea, and I think it's just more authentic. So uh, it, he's done a brilliant job. No, come on. It's not the artist. It's the fact that you are more <laughs> mature and just so much more suave now. Well, yeah, I think I'm probably happier. <laughs> <laughs> Takuma Sato joining us here in the Freak Nation, two-time Indy 500 winner joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios. Now, we've had Indy 500 winners on the show after they've had their face on the Borg Warner, but pardon me, I cannot remember if we've asked this question. Do they consult with you? Do they say, hey, Takuma, does this look good enough to put on the trophy? Or do they say, screw you, we're going to do it my way or the highway? No, I think uh, I think they always do their way. But obviously, uh, within within a very, how can I say, it's, it, 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 it's an amazing job. The, the real, basically, he will take uh, a, 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 nearly hundreds of pictures surrounding you, like 360, on the very next, morning when you know the winner win the race so which is usually monday morning and um within the light and it's a little bit different type too so he will make a like a the life fight uh basically ahead of you <laughs> uh, back home and in his atelier and then when it's completed uh, let's say nearly completed so 99 percent and then the winner goes there and then goes through the, all the process for the detail modification so after that, I think the, the two faces almost got identical. And then he will make another process to shrink the head, and then it looks like the face is as close as it's possible. So the process is quite unbelievable. Tacoma, with all this artistry that's on the Borg Warner Trophy, arguably the best trophy in the world in sports, of course I said arguably because people do want to argue that fact, but should we be having this trophy tour the country more than we do because the reason I say that is NHL fans love it because the Stanley Cup goes all around the country with all the different athletes of the winning team. Should we have you, Takuma Sato, be going city to city throughout the United States showing off your mug on this trophy once the unveil happens or should we just kind of keep it more of a secret like it is now? Oh, it doesn't have to be secret. And um, obviously, it's what is happening in worldwide at the moment with the pandemic. Yeah, true. Um, we just simply couldn't go um, to go to the world tour, of course. And we wish we can do it. But bear in mind, I think um, I think in 2017 was the first time in history that Borg won a trophy. With I think it was back in then, maybe 65 years of the history of of uh, since Borg won made it, that trophy. The first time actually out of the country and went to Japan. I think that was a really big deal. So 2020, it was a very special year for 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 me again and the team. But unfortunately, we couldn't go back to the Japan and neither for any national tour at all yet. But Hopefully, um, within the next uh, uh, a month or, or or two, we will see a little bit more events. And because I think I have to still have my Bogwana mini Bogwana trophy, they say uh-huh. um, that's quite interesting. And there's always the pressure to have it. And then hopefully we can have a little bit more event with uh, an actual big Bogwana trophy. 
No, that's a good point. I mean, COVID-19 has changed a lot around the world. But speaking of world travel, Takuma Sato, were you able to get back to Japan for the holidays? I, well, it's not quite holiday, <laughs> but <laughs> off season, yes, I went back to Japan. And as you can, good. You know, as you can see, I mean, with travel restriction, you can't really go back and forth. I mean, you can, but you have to do the quarantines and all the stuff. So uh was just to make it once um the, the winter time so i went back to japan and then did a lot of appearances events and as you can imagine a whole lot of uh, a great events over there but then back in the states and then i'll just be ready for the new season come so it was just the one travel back to japan last year did i hear that your winning car was a part of going back to japan as well your winning indy 500 car yes it did Ooh. um it was, a, again, another special moment. So it's in the uh, Honda collection hall. So with the, with the engine, everything is as original package. So it was always great to, to, to see the, uh, the winning cars still in the museum, but also the uh, Japanese fans uh, could actually physically see the, the winning car. So that was very special. Takuma Sato, two-time Indy 500 winner, latest in 2020. Takuma, where does the Indy 500 rate in comparison to the Super Bowl, Major League Baseball, World Series, the World Cup, Daytona 500? Where does the Indy 500 rate in comparison to these other great championships with your fans in Japan? I think it's just uh, the people wearing uh, a more on the more. I think obviously our awareness is always has been, but um, the 2017 the first winning was definitely a huge boost. As we were, say, you know, we brought the, the winning car and the trophy back then, and then that's, uh, then then therefore I think the 2020 was even more uh, that people recognized, and obviously you know NHL NFL. The, um, you know, it, it's, um, it's a big thing in Japan too, as well as, of course, the baseball is like almost country sports in Japan too. So, uh, you know, they're big, but I think that Indy 500 has got such an, an amazing, um, history. And, uh, you know, I think that now people realize with, uh, the beautiful Bolguara Tofi how big <laughs> it is. <laughs> and also the, uh, you know, the winning, winning, uh, the, the, how do you say the, the ring. It's always a special. So I think people more and more are aware of this. Takuma Sato joining us here in the Freak Nation. I just look at the Asian and specifically the Japanese athletes that have come over here, whether it was you, Darvish, and I could go way, way back in the day with Hideo Nomo and think about the splash that they made and the amount of coverage that they got here in the States. When you got when you went back to Japan in 2017 after that first Indy 500 were you revered as a groundbreaker, so to speak? Well, I, I don't know about that <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, probably people can judge it. Um, I don't think it was as big as you know as as big as like a normal and in alternative in the current situation. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, that, you know motor racing is uh, one of the uh, great culture in Japan too. So I think um, it was it was great to see the the huge reaction and the massive support. And um, I got a, a couple of awards um, on, on locally from there to, you know, from the governor too. That um, I got a, 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 how can I say, a great um, award from the prime minister. Mm. And that sort of thing is, is definitely uh, helping for the awareness for the the people supporting the sport and um, certainly uh, supporting for the next generation young drivers.
Takuma, we've talked about this on Speed Freaks, and I'm sure it's an issue with you as an IndyCar driver. The IndyCar offseason is so long. How long does it take you to get back up to speed when you get back in the car at the end of such a long offseason? Um, it needs a few laps, I think. <laughs> um, but within, within a few uh, minutes and laps, um, we'll get in back into the zone. Um, particularly that, uh, the, the experience I've got now that, uh, be able to do so. But also, you know, season is always, uh, it's nice to be back in uh, other cars and, you know, cart is, is, is probably the, the most, uh, uh, efficient things for the race cart. Um, and then uh, you do a lot of training and, and also like today, I like to do the remote stuff. Um, the simulator getting much more uh, advanced uh, compared to five, ten years ago. So even at home, you can have uh, uh, quite a little um, uh, go with uh, with the simulation uh, software, and that's something that's keeping you you sharp, making sharp. But obviously, it's nothing like it when you actually drive it with the G-force and all the stuff. That uh, sometimes the body be surprised on the first day. You know, Takuma, that's such a great point. Driving an IndyCar requires great physical effort, especially on the road courses. How did you stay in shape for that kind of conditioning during the off-season? Yeah, it's just normal things. You know, you, you do have to do some uh, uh, exercise and, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the the weaker part you found during the season and you just uh, get on with it. And that's all the things, you know. And the race car is a surprise. Now, people thinking to fit and drive, but it is right. not. <laughs> you know, we lose about uh, four to five pounds of the body weight after every single race. So the the, the energy and the putting a G-force is quite enormous. You know, in some cases we put over 5G, which is five times your body weight. So, uh, yeah, you have to train a lot, um, but it's always um, not the same as you actually getting in the car. So that's always difficult. So for first day back in the car, it's always, like I said, the physicality is, is always applied. And the very next day, we have always the body aching. But second, third day, it's much better. So, you know, before the season, we have some opportunity to get back in the car. And that's definitely uh, a great exercise for us because... Takuma Sato joining us here, Freak Nation, on a Sunday night. It was great to see pictures from the test, to see the former Formula One drivers, you guys kind of talking on the wall or giving each other advice. Did Romain Grosjean come up to you and ask you for any advice, F1 versus IndyCar, and maybe part of it being this physicality? Um, no, he didn't ask any advice or anything. We just talk about chat through the, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, just, just the little, little, little things. And, uh, it's nice to, to, to see the Loman, you know, come on board and Indica. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely great welcome to him. And, uh, he was very relaxed and right back. And, uh, you know, he actually enjoyed, just purely enjoyed the driving. Um, the, the car. Now, of course, IndyCar isn't the Formula One. The advanced technology the Formula One has is just uh, unbelievable. But, you know, the, the amount of uh, the, the driver has to input the car, it is essentially the same. And, and perhaps this one is like more retro. You know, you have to still do a lot of stuff, you know, the changing antrobos and the brake bias physically turning to the, uh, the nose rather than push the buttons. And, um, you know, there's no electrical help, uh, you know, for whatsoever. So it's, it's, it's not that fast as the Formula One in terms of, you know, the braking point and the cornering force and et cetera, but definitely hard to drive this car to go faster. So I think that point of view, I think Longman really enjoyed. And, uh, you know, it, it's fascinating. It's always a uh, nice guy to chat as well. So it was just uh, the kind of like a Sunday 
Sunday mornings, you know, sits under the sun, you know, with his joking away and, uh, you know, talks through it. So that was a good time. Takuma, I'm going to totally read between the lines on what you just said there. You don't have the electrical assistance in IndyCar that you do in Formula One. So basically what you're saying is IndyCar drivers are absolutely the best drivers in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Settles that argument. Takuma, I went back and looked at the 2005 IndyCar schedule compared to the 2021 IndyCar schedule. And there were an abundance of, of course, oval races. Almost 85% were ovals in 2005. Now you fast forward 16 years later and maybe 15%. 20% of the races are on ovals. Does uh, Takuma Sato like the limited number of ovals versus street and road courses? I like a uh, variety of the uh, the truck IndyCar have. You know, of course, IndyCar has, sorry. The, um, you know, road course, street course, like you said, and an oval as well. The oval, we, you talk about, you know, super speeder, like Indiana Postal Speedway as well, like St. Louis, you know, it's a, such a great short oval too. But then we have only Texas for the other one, for the 1.5 mile, a typical uh, speedway, um, which is great still. But it, it personally, I wanted to see a little bit more oval to, to like, let's say, IndyCar, you know. But um, I think it, there is a lot of things on behind, and we can still see the uh, the new truckers come on board and now those things. So it's a, the, the city is definitely attractive. But I wish uh, we have a little bit more overall in terms of the ratio uh, compared to the uh, road course and, and street course. Takuma, I don't think you could ask for a better closer to the IndyCar season than racing on the streets of Long Beach. It's September. It's at the end of the year. Lots of championships are at stake. And there's a huge party. That's what Long Beach is, a huge party in Southern California. You can't ask for much better than that. Uh, Long Beach is a beautiful place. You know, the, the scenery is great. And, um, of course, you know, like you said, it's just the city itself with tons of the press. We have a fun with a beautiful uh, weather with absolutely gorgeous food. And that's most important for me. But <laughs> no, I, I always look forward to back in L.A. and uh, spend some time with the friends. But, um, of course, and last year we weren't able to do so. But hopefully we will be back Long Beach as 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 a schedule accordingly. And um, also, we have a Nashville on board with another street course this year. So uh, it's definitely a great variety now. Um, but of course, Long Beach is always beautiful. All right, Takuma, before we let you go, you just mentioned food and how important that is with you. I'm under the impression you're still living with your agent in Indianapolis. So who does the cooking? Who does that important part for you? <laughs> So um, actually, uh, I'm, I'm sharing a house, or, or let's put this way. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm still living in the manager's house uh, with uh, Steve Fusick. He has uh, a great uh, hardware store in downtown Indianapolis. And uh, But he has a great uh, uh, history in, in motor racing. He used to be uh, running Packwest Racing back in days. So uh, he, he really understands me well. Well, initially, when I come uh, from Europe after Formula One, uh, the, the, so, so, so the, my English manager used to work with him too. So we just basically visit, uh, the Steve's house and, uh, we were planning to maybe stay there two, three nights and, uh, and then, then go for, from somewhere. 
But then when I had a contract, I needed to another week to extend. So I, can I can I stay one more week? And then once contract done, you have to go to the another testing. And so can I stay another month? <laughs> Dragging <laughs> on and on and on. And at one time, I was uh, so I went to some other places for the Explorer. But two years later, I come back and then still after that, I'm still living in that house for more than probably seven years. So. Uh, is uh, amazing, but uh, yes. the Steve and, and the lovely wife Sue um, really love to go to the uh, the dinner together. So we always, almost like I are inventing to the Steve to to um, how can I say uh, to eat some Koreans and Japanese and the Asian food. And uh, for him, it's a new world, and I'm very happy that they are now really enjoying that food. Nice. Two-time <laughs> Indy 500 winner has his face on the Borg Warner for the second time. Takuma, thanks for doing this, buddy. We Absolutely. can't wait for that IndyCar season. Thank you so much. Oh, no. When I sat down to write this, I had no idea I'd end up talking about Ralph Jeebus, the global head of design for Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. He's a Haitian-American who grew up in Montreal. He's a black man who led the team that came up with the industry-changing Chrysler 300 in 2005. It was the North American Car of the Year. His story has all the earmarks of a Hollywood tale, including an encouraging letter from Lee Iacocca when Ralph was a child. There's a failure in college, then a reboot in one of the colleges recommended in that Iacocca letter. Employment at Chrysler followed, then a history-making ride that's still underway. When I looked at Jilly's Twitter feed this afternoon, he was promoting a black woman, LaCheryl Turner, Chrysler's Director of Color and Material Mastering. Curiously, we wouldn't need a Black History Month if we just allow black people to be people on a level playing field. What are you afraid of? Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. You know, that kind of gives you an idea of really where we've gone over the last 20 years, where in two hours you can hear... Ozzy Osbourne and Smokey Robinson in the same two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Mix in a little Betty Blowtorch. Yeah. yeah. Earth, wind, and fire. I don't ever forget Earth, okay. wind, and fire. Yeah, Earth, wind. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks to our friends at Lucas Oil for making this thing possible. Lucas Oil fuel treatment. It's the OG, baby. To find out more information on the Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment, go to lucasoil.com or check out your favorite auto parts store today. It's good for both gasoline and diesel engines, carbureted, fuel-injected, making the perfect tune-up in a bottle. Increases the life of pumps and injectors. Increases power and mileage per gallon. I'm talking about, man. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. It's lucasoil.com. You ever met Smokey Robinson, Statman? No. No, I don't think so. I did meet Sammy Davis once at a party at his house. Ooh. He's the smallest man ever in history. <laughs> wow. Is he five? Was he five foot? Now, he was probably five one or five two, something like that. But 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was cool to be at his house. And then he walks in from someplace else. He looks at me because I was one of the only ones that he didn't know. And he walked up to me and says, like, who are you in my house? And, you know, that was cool. <laughs> well, why were you in his house, that man? You got a minute. Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, you know, knew him and knew his agent, and he was having a party at his house in Holmby Hills in Southern California, and, uh, you know, we went to the party. I was invited. <laughs> how else How else do you go to Sammy Davis' house? house? I was invited. <laughs> Well, if you were, my point was, if he didn't know who the hell you were or why you were there, I thought, okay, how yeah, that man know. over there trying to crash a party? Yeah, trying really to crash back? Sammy Davis's house. Hey. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up uh, next segment of Freak Nation, Alexis DeJoria will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Funny car pilot, just an OG. She's become the Freak Nation for over the last decade. She'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And if you missed any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. We'll have the full show and segments of the show up on our website. That's speedfreaks.tv. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. 
What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. I was told when I get older, all my fears would shrink, but now I'm insecure, and I care what people Back to the Freaks. 20 years of Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. You got yourself a snappy little motorcycle. What about a big old fat Mustang, or those new BMWs, or new Lexus? Well, everything that you're riding on or in, Lucas Oil has the product to keep your ride on the road. Inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car, go to lucasoil.com to find out the products and the product to keep your ride on the road. Alexis DeJoria joining us here in the Freak Nation. Before we get into all this crazy, uh, funny car and drag racing, do you have any Alexas in your house, Alexis? I do not, for that very reason. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time someone says my name, they all turn on. (laughs) We've we've got to be careful. We're talking to our our daughter, Henley, about who we were going to be interviewing, and we brought up your name, and it's... (laughs) There she goes. Alexis chimes in. He goes, may I help you? May I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always listening, too. So yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's another thing that kind of freaks me out. Very convenient. Um, love playing uh, Jeopardy at night. I used to do that. <laughs> Say, Alexis, play Jeopardy, and it'll play, you know, and it'll rank you against other people in the nation, which is pretty cool. Try it out sometime. I didn't know that. All we've been yeah. using it for is fart sounds, <laughs> which is pretty fun, actually. <laughs> Alexis DeJoria, NHRA Funny Car Pilot, getting set for the 2021 NHRA season here in the Freak Nation. You've got winter heat coming up in Florida. Uh, is this something that you're just you're counting down by the minutes and the hours because it's been so damn long that you guys have – uh, had any kind of practice or racing or sitting inside of a cockpit with a live engine? Right. Yeah. It, it's It's been a very long off season. Um, I was actually supposed to go out to California and drive up to Bakersfield with the team this last week, but uh, we were frozen here in Austin, Texas. I got stuck. There were no planes coming in or out. I lost power. I lost water. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. So we had to call in Jeff Arend. Uh, to sit in the seat and just make a couple squirts before we take it out to Florida, just to make every make sure everything's right before we leave the shop. So Alexis, there's the storm in Texas, which is bad enough, but then you can't even get to your race car. What communication did you have with Jeff Arend when you were finally able to get to him? Oh, just you know, thank you. <laughs> really, he knows he knows what to do. He's done it before. Uh, he was one of my mentors as well, taught me how to drive that DHL funny car when I first started with Kalita. Um, just a great guy. And, uh, you know, he has a long, long standing relationship with Dell, obviously. So, 
Uh, he's just, you know, fits right in. Uh, car ran great. Everything's good. And uh, we're going to, you know, take it out to Florida and make some good passes. We're really not changing much from last season. Uh, our car was really consistent and fast. We're just going to um, keep building off of that. Yeah, I believe Alexis DeJoya joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. I believe you finished the season eighth in points, but you were a top five car by the end of the season. So, yeah, there's got to be some sort of momentum coming into Gainesville. Definitely. If it was a regular season, we would have actually ended up fifth in points, which Mm. is the highest I've ever finished. Now, how do you – okay, so you're saying if it was a regular season, meaning how things happened on those last couple of races, if you would have had a countdown? Yes. Uh-huh. If we had a regular countdown to the championship and the points reset, we would have ended fifth, which would have been really awesome. Okay, that's got to be exciting. At least it for was. a long off season, <laughs> that at least gives you something to look forward to. Yes, definitely. Well, Al- definitely. Alexis DeJoria, NHRA Funny Car Pilot, getting set for the 2021 NHRA season that we hope, at least what we see on the schedule, we're going to get through most of the races. Let's talk a little bit about that, Alexis. We had you in the studio when we were based out of Los Angeles. We had you in the studio. Peterson Museum. Yes, many, many years ago when you were running the alcohol funny car, you were kind enough to bring us a couple of cases of of, uh, tequila. Yeah, (laughs) baby. Uh, Thank you for that, by the way. It uh, lasted for about four or five years. But, man, how how far things have come since then, and and I particularly, and we talk about this all the time, but, damn it, I want to bring it to the forefront once again. You're kicking ass in the funny cars in the alcohol class. You move into uh, top fuel funny car. But look what's happened over the last 10 years, Alexis, with females kicking ass in all of motorsports, whether it's drag racing, whether it's sprint cars, stock cars, the evolution of women in racing becoming front and center. This is no joke, Alexis. Yeah, it's nice to see it coming around in NASCAR, too, with Haley. Um, and there's another female as well. I think she just signed up with Toyota. Gracie Trotter. Um, yes, exactly. Um, just It's really nice. I mean, in, in, in NHRA, it's been around for a while. Um, you know, but it, it still seems to make a big splash when one of us does something major. Um, you know, like winning a championship in Nitro Funny Car, females never done that. So obviously that's going to be huge. Um, but it, it's just really nice to see that, that fluid, you know, amount of women coming in. It's nice. Honestly, I wish there were more. Alexis, you're a strong woman. You're a business woman. Do you foresee once you get out of the cockpit, owning some sort of a motorsports team? Uh, well, I do actually. So Dell and I own DC Motorsports together. Ha 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 I I I get that now. Okay. Well, once again, when you get out of the cockpit, will DC Sports employ other women to run in whatever car that might be? Um. So we've talked about adding another car. Obviously, right now is not a good time to do that because we're still pretty fresh and uh, have a lot to to um, to get a handle on. Uh, eventually, we will. I don't know if it'll be a female or a male. Just depends on honestly who's the best fit. You mentioned now's not the right time. You say because you're still fresh as a new team. My mind immediately went to because of COVID. So in essence, though, COVID is quite a struggle right now. How are you dealing with sponsorships, with business relationships in this new team? Honestly, 
we're lucky because we do have sponsors. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we don't race all the races like last year, COVID took a toll on our, on our, um, schedule. And at the end of the year, you're not running those races. The sponsors are kind of wondering like, okay, well, where's that money going? You know, we're going to take it off the top of your next, of next season sponsorship money. Um, so that's kind of that, that's thrown things, you know, a, a wrench and things as well. Um, because we still have guys, we have to, to, uh, to pay salary. Obviously, uh, they're working nonstop, whether we have races or not. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's been a nightmare. COVID's definitely been a nightmare. It keeps our fans from having that one-on-one interaction with us that make, that sets our motorsport apart from any other one. Is there any way to convince them to do more things on social media to get maybe more of a one-on-one experience, like individual interviews, or is that just something that companies, they've got so much on their minds right now with COVID that they just can't even consider? Yeah, definitely sales are down um, for for some people, obviously. But um, I think, you know, it's just, it's going to be a little bit better this year because I think now we've got, uh, a good idea of what to do at the track. Um, you know, last year was just kind of like, uh, is this going to work? Are people going to keep their masks on? And the majority of people do, but you know, there's a lot of people that think, you know, they're outside walking around and, you know, it's hot and they don't want to wear their masks. I understand that. You know, we're doing our best with keeping people separated in the stands, um, keeping a little bit of distance, but that's hard too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just all in, like everybody's, you know, kind of working through this together. The John force team missed the entire season last year, but it, it appears they'll be back this year. The entire crew, how much of a hole was left in the funny car field without John force and John force racing. It definitely is. Anytime a big team, um, and that was, you know, uh, numerous teams are absent from a race. You feel it definitely. Um, you know, they're a big presence out there. Um, it's on top of not having all the fans, Mm. um, you know, missing teams. Uh, it just didn't feel like a real season at all. It didn't feel like Mm. we were really racing. Sometimes it felt like I was at a test session. Mm. Um, Indy used to be this like really special place for me, but we ran Indy so many times last year because that was the most accommodating track for us. Um, and it just, it, it lost its uh, spark kind of because by the time the U.S. Nationals rolled around, we had already ran there like three times. So I'm like, woohoo, <laughs> back in Indy, great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just things like that, you know, it just didn't seem real. None of it just seemed very, very strange. Like I was in the twilight zone or something. So it's nice to have the forces back. Um, you know, I hope uh, Jack O'Bannon and, uh, Tommy finds something going because that's going to suck to to not have them out there anymore, as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that, Alexis, because as a as a radio show that's been covering motorsports for over 20 years, covering motorsports last year, you didn't hear a whole lot, whole lot of drivers say what you just said when it was evident. It's I don't want to yeah. say it's an asterisk next to the, your championship. You have to do what you've got to do, but as a fan, it just it's just odd. You're right. I think it's perfect. It looked like test sessions on the weekend yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's all you know, motorsports. No, no driver intros. Oh. Uh, no winner circle. None of that. It, it all really makes a difference. Like, you don't realize it. And you take it for granted. Like, hell, you know, sometimes, like, you don't want to go to driver intros. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're rushing around. Maybe you got people in town or you're doing this or that. And you got to rush up there and do it and then run back. I actually started to miss driver intros. <laughs> I was like, gosh, you know, <laughs> but they weren't so bad after all. It kind of makes you feel good. <laughs> now, it gets you pumped up, you know? Oh, without question. Now, yeah. will that come back in Gainesville? Because there will be, what, 50% people there? I don't know. Wow. I really don't. <laughs> it's kind of up up in the air yeah no like no idea and some races we're going to run friday night and then two on saturdays and then some races we're going to run like we did last year just two on saturday and race on sunday we're talking with lexus de Juria in the lucas oil studios alexis we've known del worsham almost as long as the freak nation has been alive certainly longer than we've known you we know his family we watch his kids grow up we know his wife connie could you have done what you have done in Funny Cars without Dell Worsham? Um, well, I'm sure. Obviously, I could, but mm-hmm. not not on the level that I would like to be doing it with. And and Dell's just been um, a huge part of my success and my training and his whole family, Connie and the girls. Like I absolutely adore them, and his dad, um, Chuck, all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really a dream come true to be working with him and Nikki Bonifani. We've been talking about doing something like this for a while, um, and it just was, was the right time. It all lined up, and and uh, we said, let's do it. <laughs> so here we are, the dream, the dream team. We got some, we got some work to do, but we're we're gonna we're gonna be on top. I know it. Is this year is last year and this year different being a mother and a professional race car driver uh, with the COVID situation going on? Has mothering been a different? Uh... Well, she's eighteen, so <laughs> still you're a mom, Alexis. Come on, <laughs> eighteen. Oh my God! Yeah, how did that happen? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. She's she is a grown woman now. Mm. So um, wait, how old are the Worsham girls? Now she, they're all the same age. They're so, they're that's 18. what I wondered. Yeah, okay. They all grew up together. Wow. Um, so she has got plans to go to college in Colorado. Uh, she wanted to take a year off last year, uh, but with COVID, it didn't really, you know, it wasn't like really taking a year off. It was like, you just have to stay here. <laughs> 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 it's wow. more like a forced year off, not like, you know, by choice. Um so she's going to start working uh, with our family, uh, one of our family businesses, and she wants to come on the road and, and help me out. Mm. So it's going to be fun this year. I'm going to put her to work, and she's going to learn the ropes. Oh, that's really cool. If she could drive her ass off, would you put her in a funny car? Oh, of course I would. <sighs> but that's something she would want to do. Yeah. Most definitely. It's fantastic. Alexis, thank you very much, darling. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Not, not much motorsports. Motor not much motorsports. Helio or Helio. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Loose. Not much motorsports. <laughs> freaks. Not much motorsports. 
You know, I was thinking about this the other day as my beautiful seven-year-old continues to experiment with things in life. She was probably four years old when she swallowed a penny. Just plop, we're in a restaurant. Set three or four, yeah. Sorry. That, right. that, yeah, that yeah. was a little weird. But uh, be careful. Be careful what your children ingest because uh, some moms that are concerned out there. This happened in the great uh, country of Britain, Britain. This, this, this dude's dude. This kid's mom thought that his son had a brain-eating worm in his head or in his brain. She felt sick as she started started to tweeze out a long, sticky mass that just coming kept coming and coming from her son's ear. Ew. After a frantic search, she became convinced that Ashton had worms eating his brain and rushed his son to the ER doctor. Nope. Are we getting to the fact that this is all because of swallowing a penny? No. Okay. The fact that we got to get the hell out of here. She juiced the moose moose. That man cut it loose, right? Cut it loose. The, uh, What's the moral to the story? It was tape. <laughs> Sports Radio, redefined. 